Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to bring the 11 game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I'll have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, now is a great time out for two different packages on Patreon.com. NBA and NFL will cover the main and the showdown slates. The sponsor of today's video is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a player prop site where you can pick two to five uh, players and win up to 10x your money. You can mix and match sports as well. So they have NBA contests, NFL college uh, football, college basketball, women's college, college basketball, esports. Um, as I said, again, you, you can mix and match. So if you guys want to try out prize picks, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. And uh, finally, I want to thank you guys again for all of your support um, and, and for watching the videos. Check out the live streams. Make sure if you guys do enjoy, just to hit the like button. Try to aim for 125 in this one. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos and go live. Planning to YouTube live stream tomorrow. So make, so make sure to check that one out, guys. Uh, it will be Q&A style. Um, all right, so let's take a look uh, at my lineup here from tonight. So... Um, what with Cam Thomas, Rose, Durant, Randall, uh, Dayron, Sharp, Lillard, Edwards, McGee. Um, so Cam Thomas, obviously the one bust there. Now, here's one thing I've been noticing a lot for NBA DFS this year. And let me know if you guys are noticing this too, where, you know, the optimal plays, um, you know, disregarding ownership are almost over-owned in, in tournaments. And I think it makes it good for us GPP players. Now, um... You know, for example, tonight, you know, you had a lot of guys in my that were, you know, optimal, right? I talked about this in my Patreon live stream. I was like, hey, if you're trying to build out the optimal lineup, just load up, you know, just completely stack the nets, play Derrick Rose, and go from there, right? I was like, hey, you play Claxon, play Blake Griffin, uh, play KD, play Rose. But, you know, it's it's like those those guys are being over-owned. You know, for example, Blake Griffin and Claxton. Now, Claxton, I thought was a great play. Blake Griffin... And his ownership felt over-owned, right? He's about 60% owned. We know he's dust now. Um, and when you have Blake Griffin at 60% and a guy like Dayron Sharp at 4%, I'm going to play Dayron Sharp in that situation in tournaments all day long, right? Now, Dayron Sharp, you saw what he could do when given minutes. Now, unfortunately, Steve Nash is the woke and plays him 13 minutes, and eight with an eight-man rotation. So, like, there's a lot of way. There's a lot of ways Chalk, Claxton, and Blake Griffin could have gone wrong tonight. It did not. Obviously, he went to overtime. They got extended run because of that. But there's a lot of ways it could have. And you would have had a massive edge to the field um, if you ended up fading. Like, for example, Nick Claxton, very prone to foul trouble. I played him in preseason DFS. He fouled out in like eight minutes. Right, very prone to foul trouble. Blake Griffin. Could have easily played like 16 minutes tonight. I would not be surprised because he's they've really been taking he's been out of the rotation. They've really been taking it easy on his minutes. So a lot of different ways that could have gone wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, for for tonight, uh, for for going contrarian for me, it didn't work out going to Dayron Sharp. Now he was still solid, but like imagine if Dayron Sharp just played like 22 minutes, he would have absolutely smashed at no ownership. Right? He just played 13. It's 13 minutes, Steve Nash. Are you serious? Um, but one of my, another one of my low-owned pivots, Kessler Edwards, again, 4%, went for a 40 bomb. So, um, 
let me know if you guys notice that, right? Are do you, are you noticing that the optimal plays and tournaments are being almost over-owned or, or properly owned to the point where like the pivots make way more sense in GPPs? You know, maybe someone that looks slightly slightly suboptimal, right? For example, Dayron Sharp to Blake Griffin and, and Claxton, definitely a little bit suboptimal, but coming in at a fraction of the ownership. Kessler Edwards, four percent, right? Probably a little bit slightly suboptimal to David Duke because David Duke was starting. But yeah, Duke at what, 50 plus percent and Castle Edwards at 4%? Makes it good for, for tournament players, in my opinion. But um, yeah, KD, I'm surprised 20% of the field faded KD. Uh, and in the lower stakes, I think like 40% of the field KD, faded KD. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I went to Dame here. Uh, Steph Curry was also super popular. He was a massive bust. He's been pretty disappointing. I went to low on JaVale McGee. I was really hoping Aiton would get ruled out after lock. He ended up playing, which which really hurt. So I would have got like a really low on McGee uh, to smash. But And McGee got in foul trouble, as I said. So, um, yeah, guys, that's it for the look back. Let's take a look at ownership in the Thunderdome. And, again, you're going to see the ownership be on all the optimal plays, right? Duke, 40%. Camp Thomas, 100%. 100% Cam Thomas in the Thunderdome, eight fancy points. Uh, Kevin Durant, 100% owned. Nick Claxton, 75%. D Rose, 75%. Now, another one of these I was talking about was like, once you saw ownership, I played Derrick Rose, but I told Billy on Patreon, I was like, hey, Derrick Rose versus Patty Mills is a toss up for me. And once I saw ownership that Rose or Mills like 20% and Rose was like 60 plus percent, I was like, hey, I would have played Mills in that situation all day long. Was there anything else against Steph Curry? Was the chalk? He was a huge bust. 40%. Again, Blake Griffin, 62% is what it is. Um, but yeah, that is it for the look back, guys. And of course, Chris Paul. Chris Paul almost had as many points in the first quarter as he did in one game for me last game at low ownership. So uh, I knew that would happen. But all right, let's talk about this slate. 11 games. So I got to go kind of quick. Um, and a lot of guys questionable. Houston and Cleveland is the first game here. Christian Wood, status up in the air. Do it dealing with a knee injury. We have KPJ, Wall, Eric Gordon, Jalen Green, all out. So Armani Brooks should start at the point, should play. He got a little bit banged up, though. Just keep an eye, make sure he's playing. Um, so he went to the locker room last game. But if he starts here, I think he makes for a decent play in the mid-range. Should play 30-plus minutes. Jay Sean Tate, especially if Christian Wood gets rolled out, probably going to be their go-to guy in offense. So I think he looks like a really solid play. And then my boy, Sengen. I've been hammering this home for a while. Why is he not getting more minutes for this team? Well, he's they're starting to trend up a little bit. 23, then 25. This team has nothing to play for. Why are you not giving your young guys minutes? Especially a guy like Sengen, who I think is extremely underrated. I think he is a phenomenal NBA player. Um, and if Christian Wood gets ruled out and he starts, he looks like an amazing value. Other options in this team, Matthews is playing big minutes. He's 4.7K. Again, he's very score independent, though. DJ Augustine, was it was the last game at a massive game? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, buying into DJ Augustine. Uh, Daniel Tice, if Christian Wood gets ruled out, probably has to play some decent minutes. Um, so that's really the key piece of news here for Houston is Christian Wood. On the Cleveland side, so Allen, Garland, Mobley, all three of these guys should play big minutes. It's a good matchup. They're all firmly in play for me. Um, Rubio at 5K. He should play mid to high 20s minutes. I actually think he's a fair play at this price. He's probably going to get you somewhere around 25 fancy points. And then I'll mention Kevin Love for tournaments, right? He's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's productive when he's on the court. And he's gone for 46 and 37 in two of the last three games. So sure, the floor is is there with him, but like the ceiling is is also there. And uh, I don't think he'll be super popular. Atlanta and Orlando. So Trey Young, just too expensive, but almost 11K for me. Capella, Collins in a good spot here. I like for tournaments, however, um, both a little bit risky. 
Uh, Herder Gallinari feel priced about right. I think Cam Reddish makes her a good value, only 3-8. He played 28 minutes last game, so he kind of stands out at his price. On the Orlando side, I think Cole Anthony's a decent contrarian spend-up. Right, This Magic team is awful, but we usually when they keep getting competitive, it's a pretty big game there from Anthony. Carter Jr., Bamba, priced about right. Franz Wagner at 6-3. I mean, he's playing big, big minutes, but again, the price doesn't stand out. These cheap guys, sure, you can always go to Gary Harris. He's going to play big minutes, but he's low, low usage. And Terrence Ross at 4-1. The minutes have been ticking up on him a bit. I think he's an interesting tournament option. Still has a low floor, but um, averaging about 30 minutes now the last three games. Miami and Philadelphia, so no Jimmy, no Bam, uh, no Martin, no Lodipo, uh, no Morris, and we possibly might not have uh, Tyler Hero. So if Tyler Hero gets rolled out, Kyle Lowry's going to be the do-it-all guy here. Should play close to 40 minutes. I think he makes for a very, very safe play, kind of in the upper mid-range. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? What's going on here, guys? What's going on? Is P.J. Tucker the GOAT? We're talking about P.J. Tucker here. P.J. Tucker. Last three games, 15, 7, and 8, almost a triple-double. 8, 11, and 5. 23, 9. They're like running their offense through P.J. Tucker. I've just never seen anything like this in my life. Um, I don't really buy it, but I can't tell you not to play him because he's played really well last year games. But all I'm going to say is you're paying a premium for P.J. Tucker now. Uh, Deadman, I still like these minutes are just up and down from now. This is if Embiid plays... They probably have to play Deadman like 30-plus minutes, you would think. So if Embiid plays, I think Deadman's a viable GPP option. Now, um, guys like Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, um, possibly even KZ Opala become way more appealing if Tyler Hero gets ruled out. Tyler Hero gets ruled in, they don't look as good. So that's a big piece of news. And then the GOAT, Omer GOAT7, has been playing a little bit at the back of five at times. We know he's a good point printing guy, but the minutes are still up and down. So he's just a dart in large field tournaments. On the Philadelphia side, so Joel Embiid, Seth Curry questionable. If Embiid gets rolled out, Drummond at 4-7 is going to be a phenomenal play. Probably plays close to 30 minutes. Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, again, if Embiid gets rolled out, both look good, in my opinion. It was a blowout last game. So, um, you know, those... Three, Tobias, Maxi Drummond will be the highest usage guys. And if Seth Curry gets rolled out, let's make a value like Corkon Korkmaz, who started, played 32 minutes last game, um, would like him a decent amount there. So, um, yeah, Embiid, Seth Curry, monitor that. On the Lakers side, we have LeBron probable. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, is questionable. Um, he's missed back-to-back games now, so that's pretty uh, key. Uh, with the Lakers, we have LeBron 11-1. Feels about right with AD. Like, I'm not saying he's out of play, but eh. And then Westbrook is just, wow, has he ever been bad. 10-6, hard for me to, to get there. Now, THT is also out. So the Lakers, if AD is out, could be a little bit thin here. Um, I wonder if they play the bigs a little bit more with like Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan if THT is out. Dwight did play 23 minutes last game. So a um, little bit interested in him for value. Guys like Monk, Carmelo, they probably get more run. I think they're in play for tournaments. Uh, Carmelo is only 4-2. Like, without THT, I think he makes her a pretty safe value play. On the Mavericks side, so Luka Doncic is out. Brunson, Porzingis make for both really good options here in a good matchup. Brunson's going to play, you know, mid-30s minutes if the game is competitive. Um, you know, he was on pace for a massive game last game, and it was just a huge blowout. And then Porzingis at 8-6 also uh, should be able to dominate here, especially if Anthony Davis is out. So those two look good. 
at their respective price points. THJ is always viable for tournaments. Again, he's still scoring independent now. Um, last Valley play I mentioned here is Maxi Kleba. 30 and 29 minutes last couple of games with a Luka out. I think he makes for a decent value. Trey Burke had a nice game off the bench in 23 minutes. He'll play the backup point. Um, I guess in a large field tournament, you can go there, but he's not going to play a ton of minutes if the game stays close. Pacers and Bucks. So, Sabonis so at 9-5 continues to get it done, continues to go for like 50-plus fancy points a night. Um, we have no Giannis, so like he'll be matched up against like Bobby Portis or Thanasis Antetokounmpo. So like I don't mind getting to Sabonis here. I don't think the ownership is going to be super high. Brogdon in a revenge spot. Um, been a little bit up and down of late, but he's still got 50-plus fancy point upside. Levert, last couple games, 37 minutes. That's good to see, but also the price has come up on him. Uh, Turner at 6-2 doesn't really stand out to me, and I'm probably not going to get to the value. On the Buck side, so Giannis out, Middleton questionable. We also have Boogie out. Um, so we'll start with Drew Holiday. If Middleton's out too, he's going to look one of the better plays on the slate. Should play mid-30s minutes. will be their clear top guy on offense. And then Bobby Portis will also probably get you know a few extra minutes here. Um, usage should go way up without Giannis and if Milton's out too. So those two will look really, really good. Uh, we do have DiVincenzo back. Now, I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes. We'll keep an eye on this. If he's just going to come back and not be in a limit, then obviously he looks good. But I don't think they're going to play him a ton of minutes. Uh, Pat Connaughton at 5K should play big minutes, but the price doesn't really stand out. Now, I hate go playing Grayson Allen, but like, He's probably going to play 30 minutes here and probably going to get more shot attempts up with Giannis and possibly Milton out. So he makes for a decent value. And then uh, George Hill's all the way down here at the flat min 3K. Like he'll probably play mid 20s minutes. It's gross, but like he's so cheap that I think he's in play for salary relief. Pelicans and Thunder. So matchup of two bad teams going up against each other. Ingram, JV, again, like the spot for them. The price points are not amazing, but like they, they still have upside. JV. Um, you know, we know can still go for 50 plus fancy points. Those two, I think, make for decent options. Hard at 6'3, he's gonna play big minutes, but the price would come up on him. Graham's really been awful. NAW and Herbert Jones don't really stand out their respective price points. So, not a ton else I like on the Pelican side. On the Thunder side, Shea Gildas, Al- Shea Gildas Alexander at 8.8K. Again, the floor has been a little bit lower on him this year. Ceiling is still there. Duffy, not a cash game play for me. Giddy at almost 7K feels a little bit too pricey. We do have Lou Dort out, so we'll have to see who they end up starting. Um, so that's that's some something to keep an eye on. Like maybe maybe they start Robinson Earl at the four and move like basically the three Robinson Earl at the four and like one of the bigs at the five. Maybe go for like a bigger lineup. I don't know. We'll have to see. Like maybe Kendrick Williams starts. I'm not sure who's going to start for Lou Dort. So whoever does start is definitely in play for value. All right, Charlotte, San Antonio. So Lamella Ball still out. Uh, we do have Rozier back. They're starting to get healthy. Um, the group of like Ubre, Bridges, Hayward, Rozier, I think are all fine secondary plays. I don't know if there's one that stands out. You know, probably at least one of these guys can have a good game. But like at their respective price points, there's not one that I'm like, oh my God, I look at them like I have to play one of these Hornets. Cody Martin feels a little bit too pricey. PJ at 6K feels priced about right. And I don't think we had to touch the value here with the Hornets getting pretty healthy outside of LaMelo Ball. On the Spurs side, so DeJounte Murray I think makes for a good GBP play. The price is going to scare some people away. The floor has been low on him, but this is just a great matchup against Charlotte. Um, Yaka Pertle, I wish that he wasn't that didn't get the price bump uh, to 7K. Um, again, he's in a great spot here too, but the price, as I said, doesn't stand out. Derek White at 7-2, he's also been playing really well last couple weeks. 
Um, I think he's he's still viable for sure, but again, price has gone up on, on all three of his main spurs. The secondary spurs, I just, God, this Popovich rotation is so annoying. Keldon Johnson at 5-6. Minutes have been a little bit up and down. I know he's been dealing with some injuries. You can always take darts in like McDermott or Lonnie Walker in a large field tournament, but no one that stands out to me. Minnesota and Denver. So a key piece of news here is D'Angelo Russell is questionable. He did play last game. I would think he plays. It's just ankle soreness, but that's something to keep an eye on. Um, if he plays, there's really not much here from the big three I like. If he misses, then obviously it's a boost to Cat Edwards, and then Patrick Beverly would get a pretty big boost. Either way, he's probably going to play about 30 minutes, but would look better if D'Lo's out. Um, and Malik Beasley at 4-4. Um, would get a boost if D'Angelo Russell's out. So those two become way more in play if D'Lo ends up sitting. On the Denver side, so it's just hard not to plug and play Jokic every single slate. He was on pace for like 90 fancy points last game and got ejected. Um, you know, Cat, I'm not scared of defensively. So like, yeah, Jokic is just absolutely smashing every single game. I think he looks like a great play at the top. Gordon, Barton, both uh, expected to play. I'll mention Campazzo at 4-1. He continues to play you know, mid-20s minutes off the bench. I think he's a decent contrarian value play. Washington and Sacramento. Washington team is just kind of boring. Brad Beal continues to be a little bit overpriced, 8-5. I mean, he does have upside because of the matchup, but Dinwiddie is just not playing a ton of minutes. The two centers are going to split, uh, you know, probably 48 minutes. I think both look decent in a spot like this. Um, so I like them both in tournaments. Kuzma is currently questionable. Would expect him to come back, but if he misses... Uh, the value of like Denny and Bertans become playable in GPPs. On the Sacramento side, another team that just got blown out last couple games. Fox at 8K in an 11 game slate. Not much interest for me. Holmes is doubtful. So, like, Alex Len probably starts, but just be careful, right? If Alex Len is going to be the chalk in this slate, I am perfectly fine fading. Like, there's a chance Alex Len starts and plays like five minutes. So, they can go to Thompson, they can go to Damian Jones. A lot of different ways they can go. This rotation right now is just a headache. They started Matt two last game. Um, he only played 22 minutes. Now, Bag again, was part, maybe partly due to the blowout. Bagley came off the bench, played a little bit more. I just don't I don't trust what this Kings rotation is going to be when the game says competitive. So, like, if you want to take shots in some of these secondary plays and GPs, you can. But no one I feel really good about. Clipper size, I'm just really hoping Paul George plays. So I don't know how to deal with this nonsense secondary options here for the Clippers. If Paul George does end up setting them, like Reggie, Morris, Mann, Kennard, uh, all get a pretty big bump. All would be pretty decent options. The only issue is the matchup here against the Jazz. Zubach at 5-1. You know, the minutes have been ticking up on him a bit, but this is against the Utah Jazz, so, like, I don't love that. Hardenstein's been good off the bench, but, um, again, it's the Jazz, so, like, uh, I don't know if I can go there. And then Batum also might be back as well. If Paul George plays, I'm probably just going to stay away from the Clippers. On the Jazz side, a team that just so boring. Donovan Mitchell probably going to get you 40 to 45 fancy points. Sure. Gobert feels a little bit overpriced. Conley at 5'7", probably gets you 25 to 30 fancy points. Clarkson, Bogdanovich have upside, but they're score independent. Royce O'Neal probably gets you 20 fancy points. Ingles, Gay, fine options, but not going to play a ton. I will mention Whiteside at 3-6. He's gone for 33 and 44 fancy points the last couple games. Now, those are definitely outlier performances. Whiteside is a good point-per-minute guy. Not that good of a point-per-minute guy. He's not going to continue to average like 2.5 fancy points per minute. But, again, he's going to play about 15 minutes off the bench. 
and uh, he can go for 20-plus fancy points. And we've seen it last couple games. He's gone for 33 and 44. So he's an interesting value play. If there's not a lot of value that opens up, I think he becomes more interesting. If there's a lot of guys that end up sitting on the slate, more guys get scratched, then he's going to become less interesting. And finally, Memphis and Portland. So still no jaw. I still haven't seen an update either on like when he's expected back. Like we're just never going to get a John Moran update. Uh, my best ball team would very much uh, appreciate that or would like to know. Now, Triple J, Brooks, Desmond Bain. These are the upside plays here for Memphis. They've been involved in a couple of blowouts the last few games. In a competitive game, I expect, you know, low 30s mets from all three of these guys. So those three look pretty good for tournaments. Again, Brooks, we know, is probably going to shoot 20-plus times. Bain's been playing pretty well. And Triple J, if you can say out of foul trouble, has a good amount of upside. Now, Tyus Jones, probably your safest option. He's been playing, you know, mid-30s mets in a competitive game. He's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Probably doesn't have the upside as the other three, but is does have a little bit of higher floor. Slow-mo at 5-1, uh, you know, did only play 18 minutes on the bench. I don't know if I want to pay that price for him. Adams at 5K has been losing some minutes due to blowouts. Um, so it's interesting, like, does he go back to playing 30 minutes of the game so it's competitive? I think it's possible. Uh, Melton at 4-9, you know, the minutes just have not been great on him, but um, he's still viable for GPPs. And I'll mention Xavier Tillman. Last year games, 18, 23, 19 minutes. I'm sure these two were blowouts, but, like, if we're going to get, you know, mid to high, like 15 to 20 minutes from Tillman off the bench, um, I think at that price point, kind of like Whiteside, it's interesting in a large field tournament. And finally, Portland. So we'll see how the minutes uh, go tonight. But Damian Lillard at 9-9, I think makes for a pretty good tournament play. Um, you know, he's going to be their do-it-all guy. Nurkic at 7-8 feels a little bit pricey. Again, we'll see how many minutes he plays. Um, Powell feels a little bit too pricey at 6-5. Simons at 5-4 doesn't stand out. Now, Larry Nance played a good amount of minutes there in the first half, at least the first quarter and a half that I saw. So assuming he starts again, I think he makes for a decent value. Probably not going to get to anyone else, though, on the Portland side. So, yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video today. If you haven't enjoyed the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. But thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.